Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. podcast praise the lord hallelujah things that we do amen change of time but we adapt amen praise the lord i hope you guys are all doing good out there uh, i can see some of you guys amen you guys look pretty good amen some of you guys even took showers praise god god is moving amen praise god amen i want you to turn to the book of numbers chapter 11 book of numbers chapter 11 I'm going to read several scripture, amen, so it's going to be a lot of scripture here that I'm going to read that will just set the tone for today, amen, and the, and the path, uh, where God wants to launch us out to help us today, amen, so Numbers chapter 11, and we're going to be reading, reading verses 1 to 2, then we're going to skip down that chapter, amen, so I just want to share a story with you, amen, so it starts out like this, soon the people began to complain about their hardships, come on, anyone going through hardships out there? And the Lord heard everything they said. Then the Lord's anger blazed against them, and he set a fire to rage among them, and he destroyed some of the people on the outskirts of the camp. And then the people screamed to Moses for help, and when he prayed to the Lord Moses, the fire stopped. Come on, somebody say stop. Let me tell you, church, right now, this thing that we're going through shall stop as well, but we need to pray. Verses, if you go down to verse 4 to 6, it says this, Then the foreign uh, rabbler, a, a group of complainers who were traveling with the Israelites, began to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Egypt also began to complain. Let, let me start right there. How many know that when you, hang out, when you hang out with unbelievers, you start to think like unbelievers? Come on, somebody. They started saying, Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish that we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumber, melons, links, onions, uh, garlic, salsa. I mean, everything, everything they wanted. But now their appetites are gone. But now our appetites are gone. Another translation says, all our strength is gone because all we ever see is this manna. Come on. Come on. Somebody out there needs to say, stop complaining. Stop complaining and pray. Hallelujah. Yes. Verse 16 to 22. Now drop down to 16 and 22. It says this. And then the Lord said to Moses, Gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel and bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. And I will come down and talk to you there. And I will take some of the spirit that is upon you, speaking of Moses, and I will put the Spirit upon them, speaking of the leaders, and they will bear the burden of people along with you so that you don't carry it alone. Come on, son. Come on, leaders say yes. Hallelujah. Come on, pastors. That's what we need. Amen. Yes. Leaders that will help with the load. Come on. They will help with the load and pray. Then he goes on to say, and he said to the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow you will have to eat meat. You'll have meat to eat. You're, so you were whining, and the Lord heard you when you cried over oh, some meat, and we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will have to eat it. Sounds pretty good, huh? Come on, but wait, there's some more. 
And it says, and now you want, it won't just be for a day or two or five or 10 or 20. You will eat it for a whole month until you gag and are sick of it. For you have rejected the Lord who is among you and you have whined to him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? In other words, why did you ever save us? We were better off without you. Come on. How many know that we need the Lord more than ever right now? Come on. But we need to pray, church. As you go on, but Moses, here's Moses, he's the pastor here. He responds to the Lord. He says, there are 6,000 foot soldiers here, and yet you say, can you sense a little frustration in Moses right here? Come on. He says, and you say, I will give them meat for a whole month. Even if we butcher all our flocks and herds, would that even satisfy them? Even if we cut all the fish in the sea, would that even be enough? In other words, Moses is going to God. He said, come on, come on. Look, look at all the men I have here. There, there is just no way you can do this. You know, before the Lord brought the meat, come on, you know, if you know the, the, the miraculous story here, the Lord starts blowing the winds to bring in a quail storm that traveled hundreds of miles. You see, quail tend to live by the water, so they don't fly long distances. And there wasn't an ocean in sight for a hundreds and hundreds of miles, church. So it had to been the supernatural west wind that would, that would uh, that if that, it hadn't been for that wind, they would have never made it so far inland. Come on. And then when quail get tired, they drop like bombs. And this is how God provided the meat for them. But before this quail storm, church, before the meat was delivered by God grub, <laughs> God asked Moses a question. And it is a question that God will ask all of you here that are joining us online today. And today I want to ask you the question. The question or the answer to this question, church, will determine, listen, the size of your prayers. The following the question is in the following verse. In Numbers chapter 11, 23, it says this, Is there a limit to my power? Come on, the New Century Version puts it like this, But the Lord said to Moses, Do you think I'm weak? Now you will see that I can do what I say. The New Living Translation puts it like this, The Lord said to Moses, Are, Has my arm lost its power? And the NIV says, the Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? Come on. And today I want to minister a message I entitled, Is God Bigger Than the Coronavirus? Come on, is God bigger than the coronavirus? See, if I told you to type in your answer, many would type in yes. Come on. If I ask you, well, is there a limit to his power? Most of you would say, type in No. But if I ask you, listen, church, listen, follow me. Is there a limit to his power in your life? Especially uh, what you're facing, uh, the things that you're facing in the current situations right now. Many of you would have to think about it. Come on, let's be honest. Because many of you out there, uh, you know what, I uh, have to think about it because many are, are confused. Uh, Mary, many are worried. Uh, many out there are scared, uh, uncertain about their future. Come on, let's be for real, for real out there. You see, we think God is big 
in general, we think God is big for everyone else's problems, but when problems come knocking at your door, it's a different story. Come on. You see, you believe for everyone else, amen. But when it comes down to you, when trouble comes visiting your house, come on now, come on. There are times, listen church, that we don't believe. Come on. come on, somebody type in hello. hello. Hallelujah. Let me, let me ask you another question. You ever felt like quitting? Come on, let's be honest. Come on. Most of the, those answers are yes, everyone. Come on. And because the answer is yes to most of us, amen, doesn't mean that we're not saved, but human. Come on, so there are times, uh, come on, that we fail. Listen, church, we fail to believe. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Come on. Listen, you got to understand. When you feel like quitting, when you start to feel that way, you have to think about why you started. Is God bigger than the coronavirus? Come on, is there a limit, church, to his power? Nope. You see, your answer will determine how you pray and how you live for God. There is a come on, is there a limit to his power, church? Come on, the obvious answer to that question is no because God is all-powerful he is omnipotent amen meaning that he's almighty church which means there is nothing too big for him there is nothing that our God cannot do and right. cannot handle church right, is God bigger than the coronavirus yep. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says this now all glory to God who is able, notice it says who is able, does not say not able at times, but is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish indefinitely more than we can ask or think. Yes. The Message Bible puts it like this, church, can God do, uh, God can do anything, you know, far more than we can ever imagine, guess, or request in our wildest dreams. He does this not by pushing us around, but by working within us, His Spirit deeply and gently within us. Amen? We, we see that God can do anything through these scriptures, church, uh, but yet many of us pray that is as if our problems, uh, uh, our situations, our troubles are bigger than God. Come on. Come on, somebody. Because we are complaining to God about Him mm. rather than trusting Him and seeking him in prayer. Let me remind you today about this absolute truth, church, that should refuel your faith today. And that is this, that God is bigger than your biggest problems. Come on, God is bigger than your biggest troubles. God is bigger than any situation that you'll ever face, church. God is bigger than the coronavirus. And for those out there too, God is bigger than the kukui. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. And while we're on the topic, His grace is indefinitely bigger than your biggest sin. Amen. Listen, Satan calls you by your sin, but God calls you by your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 23 verse 4 says, Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Come on, church. Uh, though we walk in the dark shadow of the coronavirus, uh, I will not worry. Uh, I will not fear. Uh, for you, God Almighty, are with me. You comfort me. And your word, your living word. Come on, the word of God, the breath of God is with me. That secures me uh, with the promises uh, that we're going to be okay. Come on, somebody type in amen. Psalms 91 verse 4 says, look at this. You should read all of Psalms 91, but Psalms 91, 4 says, For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Stop reading. Listen, for some of you out there, stop reading all the articles on Facebook and get into his book. Church, uh, come on, this is where you need to go, amen. These are the answers, amen. Right here in the Word of God, it will secure you, it will comfort you. Come on, the book has been written. What's to come will come, church. We got to get right with God. That's right. His word. Come on. His word. If you get it inside of you, church, it brings peace. And with it, it brings faith, hope, and love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 23. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. His love saves us. Come on. Bible says, for God so loved the world. Even, even my dog saying amen. Hallelujah. This is a, this, this virus church. Listen, this virus is only a shadow of darkness that the light, come on somebody, can overtake the darkness at any time. God's light will overshadow, will over outshine this darkness, church. Because we serve a big God. And if that statement is true in your life today, come on, then the biggest problem, listen, church, is your thinking or your overthinking. If you are too focused on the struggle, you're too focused on what's going on, you're too focused on the bad reports from the media. And please understand me, church. I'm not making light of what's going on in our world today uh, or the struggles that you're going through or, or the financial or health issues that you may be facing. Amen. I'm not trying to make it small of the overwhelming challenges uh, that you may are facing in your life. But in order, listen, church, uh, to regain a, a godly perspective on your problems, uh, you have to answer the question, uh, are your problems bigger than God or is God bigger? Bigger than your problems. Come on. Come on, somebody. You see, our biggest problems as a Christian is this. How small our view is of our God. We don't look at him as a big God, church. Listen, when we're facing big troubles. He's big when everything is flowing, when there is no problems. He's big, amen, when we're blessed. But when it comes to trouble, big trouble, well, it's a different story, church. Come on. Is there a limit to his power? Is God big in your life? You have to answer those questions, church. And there are only two ways, two options of answering those questions. It's either yes or no. But until you, say me, until you come to the conviction 
that God's grace and power knows no limit, you will continue to draw small prayers in your life. But once you embrace, listen church, come on, this is the good news right here. Once you embrace that he is all powerful in your life, amen, then you will start to enlarge your prayers with a holy confidence, amen. You'll be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, amen, with an attitude. Come on, somebody. You'll be walking saying, God's going to get us through this. Come on, come on, devil, you got nothing on us. Come on, you'll be walking through that valley, amen. You'll be shouting, you'll be singing, you'll be jumping. That's what you got to do. You got to walk with a holy confidence through this shadow that we are all facing today, church. Come on, if you're going to make it out, you have to walk. The problem with some of you, you stop walking. You're staying still in the shadow. You're staying still in the darkness. And that's when confusion, that's when you get fear inside of you. That's when doubt starts to come into your mind, church. You got to walk through. Walk through, church. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Church, you got to walk through, church. And when you walk like that and know that your God is all powerful, you walk with a little attitude. Come on, I got to walk in me. Come on, I'm not just walking all scared. I'm not walking all timid. I'm walking with some confidence, amen. I'm walking with some boldness. Come on, there's a war on my face, amen, saying, devil, get out of my way. I'm going through this valley. I'm going through this shadow right now, but I'm going to the mountaintop right now, and I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to give him glory in my valley, and I'm going to give him more glory when I reach that mountaintop. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Did you feel the spit going out? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Get underneath that. The anointing's there. Come on. We got to walk with an attitude, church, during our hard times, church. Come on. How big is your God? Come on. Is he big enough to heal your marriage? Is he big enough to save your child? Come on, is he big enough to heal your finances? Come on, is he big enough than the bad report from the doctors? Uh, Come on, is he big enough, amen, than your secret sin? Come on, is God bigger than the coronavirus? Hallelujah. The answers to all those is yes, 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 and yes. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Someone type in yes. Someone type in, I agree. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. Bilingual background. Hallelujah. You need to know, church, listen, that our God is big. Come on, He is huge. I look at my God and He's huge. He is enormous. He is powerful. Come on, if he's on my side of God before me, come on, church, who can come against him? Who can touch me? Come on, if my, my, my God has my back, and he has your back. No one can touch us, church. As we go back to our text, Moses is perplexed. Moses was confused. He was thinking, how can God possibly provide meat for a whole month he did the math it did not add up church he tells God do you know how many men I have how many know that God knows come on somebody say God knows come on he says we have 6,000 men 
And if we killed all the fatted calf, would they even be satisfied? God, no. God, you're just like you going to God and say, God, do you know how many people this virus is affecting? It's affecting the whole world. It's way, way bigger than you. Come on, church. When we start to think like that as a church, what you are doing, you are empowering this virus. You are empowering, listen, the enemy. That's right. Right there. Right there at that moment when God told them what God, what he was going to do. Right there, Moses had to decide. He was thinking, am I going to pray on this promise? Am I going to stand on the word that was spoken or not? And while he's deciding, God questions him. The very next verse. Is there a limit to my power? See, the size of your prayer, church, depends on the size of your God. And if God has no limits, neither should our prayers, church. Come on, I say, ask Daddy whatever you want, whatever you need, and watch Daddy move. Come on, somebody. Come on, there is no limit to God. And if we know that, our prayers should be, skies are the limit. My Daddy is way beyond the coronavirus. He owns everything, church, and we should pray like he really does. That's right. Come on, with God, there is no big or small, easy or difficult, possible or impossible. It is, it is hard for us to understand. It is hard for us to comprehend because we think naturally, amen, but our God is a supernatural God. Yes. We focus on what we see instead of the unseen. Come on, we focus on the natural instead of the supernatural church. Come on, it says don't focus on those things that are seen because the things that are seen are temporary church. Come on, somebody. But God, our God is eternal. Hallelujah. Look for the eternal promises, God. We're going to get through this. We'll be okay. Hallelujah. Woo. He is not subject, listen church, to the natural laws that he instituted. One plus one does not equal two in the kingdom of God. It can equal one million if he wants to. Listen, God has no beginning and God has no end. Even our hardest prayers, church, are easy for all for a God who's all-powerful to answer them. Because there is no degree of difficulty for our God. Is God bigger than the coronavirus? See, as I close today, church, trust me, it doesn't matter how big and how loud what words you use in your prayers, it all comes to your answer to the question, is there a limit to his power? With God, there's never an issue, listen, of can he? The only question is, is will he? And while we don't know, uh, what, uh, uh, we don't know if he will, we can always know that he can. And because of that, that we know that he can, church, then we need to pray with a holy confidence. I pray that your answers out there today to the question would be the same. That our God can do whatever he wants. There is no limit what God can do in my life. Amen. No limit what God can do in our life, church. And I pray 
that your answers are the same, that there is no limit, that you trust in the God that you serve, that you know that your God is a big God. Your God is there, and He's going to cover us. He's going to protect us. He's always with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, God. He's right there. Because God is bigger than the coronavirus. See, the title of my message is, Is God Bigger? And if you just turn it around and put God is bigger, He is bigger than the coronavirus today, church. Nothing, no one can overpower our God. Let me remind you of our banner, Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. Let me remind you of the banner, PCLV, for 2020. Our banner is victory. Victory. In every battle that our God faces, He wins, church. And this battle is no different because He wins every battle, church. Come on. Is God bigger than the coronavirus? My answer is definitely yes. My God is big, church. I serve a big and mighty God. Come on, you know how big He is. He's done some big things in your life. Come on, He's done some big things in, in, in all our lives, church. God is a big God. He's healed marriages. I've seen the miracles of God work within our church. I've heard testimonies in other churches. We serve a big and mighty God. And He is definitely bigger than what we're facing right now, church. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in this moment in time that God's reminding you, reminding all of us how big He is and where to put our trust in. Come on, it's not in science. It's not in anything else. And I'm not saying that God doesn't use medicine or anything like that, church. But we need to be running to His book. We need to open up His Word. And you need to read life. And you need to read power. And you need to read at the end, we all win, church. Come on, start searching the Scriptures. And ask God for discernment for your life. And allow Him that we as a people of God hear His voice. Because the Bible says His sheep hear His voice. Let's be His sheep, church. He's calling us back to Him. And when you do that, church, no matter what we face, we know that we serve a big God. Can someone say amen out there? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's just, just bow our heads right there where you're at. I, I, want, I want Christians praying right now. I want Christians praying out there. PCLV, if this is your church, start praying for some souls right now. Maybe someone that you tagged. Come on, someone that you invited or someone that you shared this with, that God would minister to him right now. Come on, you know some situations that are going out right now that they need some prayer. They need, they need Jesus right now. And we're praying for salvation right now. Come on, this is the greatest, greatest time for people to hear the gospel. They're, they're all over in every, every living room, all around the world right now. The gospel is being spread. And so numbers are going to come to the house of God. And we're praying that today there's some numbers added to God's kingdom. And so if you're out there today, church, if you're out there today and you're a backslider, maybe you were once serving God or you know what, uh, maybe you never served God and the gospel is coming right at you and, and God's touching you right now. There's something within you that's pulling there. There's an uneasiness right now. And you said, man, I need an answer to this. Uh, and, and you're feeling that it's, that it's God that you need. Come on, uh, we tried everything else. I'm saying try Jesus and watch what he does in your life. Backslider, come home. Come on, what? What, do you, what other signs do you need that he's coming back? Come on, get right with God. Come on, he's embraced you. He'll embrace you. He'll put the ring of ownership back of family, that you're a family, you're a child of God. He'll robe you. 
and throw a celebration for you. Come home. Come home. I pray right now. And if you, that's you today, I want you to pray this prayer. And, and, and peace, Alvi, repeat this in your living room with me, please. Say, Lord, I come to you as a sinner, and I need a Savior, Lord. I repent for my ways, and God, I lean towards you. I believe with all my heart that you left heaven, walked this earth, died on that cross, shed that precious blood for me. And I believe that by your blood, I am healed and I am saved. You paid the ultimate price for me. But I also believe that on that third day, Lord, you rose again to give me life. Jesus, come into my life and be the Lord and Savior of it from this day forward. Send your Holy Spirit to guide me and help me in this walk and to understand that you're bigger than anything I'll ever face. That if you're for me, nothing can ever come against me. And I thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer as the worship team comes up, amen. You know, I'm here to let you know, if you meant that and you're, and you're sincere with God, God heard that and God right now has adopted you into the family of God. You are now a son or a daughter in the kingdom of God. You've been adopted. You are heirs of the new covenant. Amen. So everything that belongs to Papa belongs to you.